What is good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Real Walk. Um, I figured today, for this, what date is that? <laughs> for the seventeenth episode in the December series, I can't even begin believe I'm saying that. Like, how, it all happened so fast now. <laughs> but yeah, it actually it actually happened so fast. Um, but yeah, today. Discussion, a little talk, is we're going to talk about praise. I don't know. Um, today, it was like, when I listen to music, right? A couple of years ago, this, uh, not a couple of years ago, a couple of months ago, this revelation and understanding is like the importance of music, right? When you listen to music... Words have power to them. And when I listen to Christian music, I don't just treat it as, oh, that's such a nice beat. You know, that's such a nice flow. That's such a nice song. Cool lyrics, you know. I'm like, it's it's like preaching a sermon with music in the background, with, this, with instruments. And I think about people like David who praised God like with no restraint at all they he had a he had the praise that you you know I think this yeah there's one part in the story where it's like the wife came in and he was like what what David danced for the Lord right he praised him and the Bible talks about praise the Bible talks that it's not just the you singing a bunch of songs. It's just this spiritual thing whereby your whole body cooperates and participates in praising God, in glorifying him, and in edifying his name, right? Like you're you're exalting him. You're beholding him. And it's like every part of you can't sit still but want to do something. And tomorrow's gonna be Sunday. I would just want to encourage you participate, right? Um, it's this whole position yourself for praise because praise is so powerful. Like I just said, it's something that it's not just uh, singing a bunch of songs. This is all of you participating. It's like a dedication of you saying, God, every part of me, even my body, even my hands, my feet, my, my, my voice will praise you, will glorify you, will sing of your goodness. Um, and so there's power in praise. I know certain times when I was in a difficult time and... I would just sit there in silence and I would just start singing because the Bible does say sing a new song unto the Lord, right? Praise him. Um, And I also think praise opens doors, right? Because it gets you out of the place of hopelessness to the place of I'm expecting, I'm awaiting God 
on God to do something. And it's like it's an elevation of your faith. So I love praise so much. So I usually, this is my morning routine, right? I wake up, I read the word. I read what the verse of the day is. And I'm like, okay, think on that. Then after that, I'm just like, I read the whole chapter. Because number one, like I said, <laughs> I want to be understanding of the whole context <laughs> of why this is spoken, right? And that does help. I recommend it. And after that, I don't do it as often, but I know when I need, um, I don't know, like a little shaking out of my comfortness, I get into praise, right? And praise can look like me either turning on a song and listening, or it can just be with me, like, it can just be me exalting God. So it's as simple as saying, God, you're awesome. <laughs> you're good. Never once has there ever been a time when you haven't been good. You're worthy of all adoration, of praise. Who am I that you look at me and you see something worthy, right? You see something. What is it that I carry that is so valuable to you? I have nothing else to bring to you, but yet you want all of me. So God, I humble myself in the presence of the King, in the presence of the Lord of Lords, right? And you're exalting God. And I, what I love it so much is that even when we're down, right? Even when we're weary, even when we're broken, when we exalt God, I don't know about you, but it makes me feel better. <laughs> It genuinely makes me feel better. And I don't know if it's a process of, oh, now I know, right? Like things were going to be okay. He's going to take care of it, right? I don't have to worry. I don't have to be anxious about the situation because I know this one who's greater, who's more capable, even though things may be going out of control for me. Just because they're out of control doesn't mean he's moved from the, the throne, right? Like he's still God on the throne. He's still as good as he was before the problem, as he's good as he is when the problem is going on. And he's still good after the problem. And one thing that I want to encourage you in is sit with yourself and be honest Right. I heard this one time um, when I was doing that relationship kind of group mentorship thing, studying that was going on for a week. They had guest speakers. And to this day, I still follow that woman who was preaching that day. And she changed my whole perspective on waiting on God. You know, she talked about the importance of understanding where you stand with God. Don't just go to God because you desire things out of him or you want things or because he gives you things. Because God is not your genie. <laughs> He's not your, you know, I'm going to grant you your wishes or whatever you want to do. But he wants to build you. And she talked, she gave a uh, talk about her testimony and she talked about how, you know, around the age 
of when she would expect that she would get married. All her friends were getting married and she was just busy being the bridesmaid. Like she she wasn't get the one getting married, right? And so she had this plan of like before she gets into her 30s, like she should be settled, right? She should be married by now. Now what the problem is, we have plans, but so does God. And, you know, especially when you're a follower of Christ, you know better than anything. Not all the plans you have are the plans God has for you. And we have to be okay with these plans, even though they hurt our plans, right? And so I loved it so much because she was like, she had to sit down and God asked her, if you don't get this guy, am I still important to you? Am I still the same to you? And I want to transfer that question to you. If God doesn't do what you're asking for, or he doesn't give you what it is you're asking for, in your eyes, is he still the same? Are you going to love him any less? And I remember I asked myself this question. And you know what? I had to do it because my her answer actually shocked me. She said, honestly, no. And the question was, am I still enough for you? Even though I don't give you what it is that you want. And she said, honestly, no. But I want you to be. Now see, it goes back to what we talked about before. Honesty. I think above everything else, Having an honest relationship with God will help you because you're not running from emotions. You're not running from feelings. You're being honest with God. This is actually how I actually feel. But the thing is, I'm not saying this emotion is going to control me forever. Instead, what I'm saying is God help me deal with this thing. Help me. I don't want. To keep feeling this way because I know it's not right, right? Like it's not, it's not bringing you honor. It's not bringing you glory. And I live to glorify you. I live to honor you, right? And so it comes down to that, right? Like, are you able to be honest with God, right? Are you able to be like, and I think here's the thing. What I love sometimes about honesty is honesty will make you humble. You're not ashamed to say I need help, right? Because the more you keep saying, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I realized one time actually, um, I was talking to somebody and I was, and they asked me, how are things? And that, that week was rough. And I said, everything's good. And I realized, it's a lie. We go around telling people and ourselves, everything's good. So much of that word good also covers the bad things and so now we're saying i have it all good and i feel like that makes so much of a hypocrite what's wrong with me being chipper and still saying it's been hard (laughs) it was not easy 
until I told myself, I'm not going to lie anymore. If someone asks me, how was something? And I didn't feel good at the time. I'm going to be honest. Because to me, what I'm feeling is not going to change the circumstance. <laughs> right? Like it's not going to change. Um, I won't let it dictate, I guess, my response either. Right? Because I feel like the more we learn to be honest, right, we become more humble in saying, Lord, I need help. Because if you keep saying I'm good, you're basically saying I don't need your help. Everything's good. But I want to get in the habit of saying, no, that wasn't actually okay. <laughs> it's being honest. And that shocked me. And I think also something that's very important that I will also remind you that someone said today, they were like, God is not afraid of your questions. He's not. In fact, he wants you to ask him, ask him questions. He wants you to be curious about things so you can go to him. Who else are you going to go to? <laughs> right? Like, who else better to go to than God? To be like, help me understand this. You've given, like, I even did that one time. I said, God, I remember when I was younger, I had dreams. And I would get these desires to do big things. And I'm like, but I was only like, what? 10, 11? At an age of like 15, 13, when I'm supposed to be thinking about other Barbie dolls, I'm thinking about big plans. I'm like, I'm not going to say it's a coincidence, but because you created me, help me understand these desires that I have. Because one thing I've realized is that even though something, not all things are God things, but some things we overlook them and they are God things. Now, he could either tell me it's something, it was, it's, it's just something that you dreamt up. It's not a big deal, right? You still got to let it go. And I had to go and ask those questions. And can you imagine? I'm like almost 21 now. And I'm talking about dreams that happened years ago. But I still want to know. Right? It's like it's, it's lingering in the back of my head. But yeah. And so it shocked me, her response. And she was like, from that response, God then took her through this three-month process of her just focusing and pressing in on seeking him. And he basically just gave her a whole... She, he, he changed her perspective, changed her mindset, right? Renewed her mind. And so much that the idea of being married wasn't what she seeked God for, right? She seeked God for God and everything else is an add-on. And that's how it's supposed to be. And so now that's the question I want to ask you. If things don't work out the same way that you panned out, right? If things don't go the way you planned, if you get disappointed, God is still God. He's still on the throne. And so, regardless of are things going great or are things terrible, praise Him. 
praise, I promise you, it's like where it, where it was dark, light just start begins to come in. It's like you remind yourself of who he says he is. That he says he is the I am that I am. He says he is who he is. Right? And so, however he comes to you, that's who he's coming out to you today. And he's sufficient like that. He never runs out. He's never not enough. And that is a privilege that you and I get to have because we realize that means I'm no longer poor. <laughs> and be careful that we, like, be careful that you don't subscribe to the world's definition of being rich. We talked about this in another episode before on success. Make sure that your definition of I'm happy or like I'm joyful or this is what joy looks like this is what being complete looks like this is what peace looks like is not only what someone has said to you right look for the way God brings you peace you know I told someone I really cared about one time they were hurting <laughs> because someone they know wasn't reciprocating certain emotions they were expecting out of them. And I said, it's so funny you say that because you're missing it. I'm like, though the person who's supposed to be giving you, who's supposed to be encouraging you, is not the one doing it. God has placed other people in your life to still do that. Did you catch it? Did you, did you, did you catch it? Though you're like, God, my father or my parents are supposed to love me a certain way, but I have parents that don't love me that way. You're going to find out there is that family friend who's always asking you, how's school? How's this? How's that? Right? Like they're more involved in your life than, I don't want to say you should compare them to your parents, but we put expectations on people but we fail to miss when even God himself is the one who's giving it or when he's placed people in our life to still do that for us that's why oh man like the, the importance of seeing God clearly is having a wide lens don't always be so zoomed in on everything on the tiny details because you're going to miss it if you zoom out and think about everything in a bigger picture you get to realize oh i'm not actually abandoned here <laughs> i'm not going through this alone i'm not alone right and for me praising praising <laughs> why did i say it like that <laughs> Praising. Praising is so important because it reminds me of who God says he is. You know, the thing's funny thing with problems, right? They, like I just said, we get so zoomed in into our problem because it's happening right there. We can even miss out on what God has done before. This is a song I like. It's by Jonathan. 
Reynolds, I think. And it's called Cycles. And so yeah, the song is called Cycles. And it's 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 amazing because the way he says it is like the devil tries to repeat things. He tries to even though he used something as an attack on your life before, guess what? He's he's not original. <laughs> he's gonna bring it all over again. And so he's going to keep you going in cycles. But you are the one who has to be like, ah, uh-uh, we've been here before. But because I got through it, why do I worry now? Why am I crying now? Why am I broken now? The same God who got me out then is the same one who's going to get me out now. And I actually want to change that, 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 um, wording the same god who got me through then is the same god who will get me through now and i say that because in a discussion i was having today i was like we tend to have this escaping mentality there's some things god will save you from there's some things god will get you through them did you catch it there are things that god will get you through and i think most of the times our prayers is always lord god i don't want to go through this please remove this from me (laughs) never do we say god give me the strength to get through this i pray that you will begin to reveal yourself in a different way, a different light in my life than I knew you before because I will be with you walking through this valley. No one ever says, keep me here. Mm -hmm. Everybody's always like, get me out. (laughs) Make a way, make a way. And I think what's so funny is that people always forget, though God made a way, we always love to talk about the Red Sea, but we don't talk about The fact that they still went through slavery. They still, they they still did. And everyone, we always focus, when it comes to that story, we always focus in on the fact that he's the God that parted the Red Sea. He was still the same God, though they were in slavery. It's just, just because the Israelites were facing or Exactly, going through the way God was making way doesn't mean God wasn't making way. How do we say that? When they were going through slavery, Moses was still growing up. (laughs) Right? Like, we can't, we, Moses was still growing up. And the solution still needed work. The solution that God provided to part that Red Sea was also <laughs> in 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 um Pharaoh's uh you know place. So what I'm trying to say is he's still God. Let's not only look at him as the one who made a way of escape, but let's remind ourselves he didn't make like like here's the thing. 
In fact, when you go in on the stories, right, I want you to remember, like, pay attention to the times when God was still working behind the scenes, right? Because just because you don't see it right there doesn't mean he's not working. So just because I'm going through a situation and I prayed, God, get me out of this does not mean God's not making a way. See, the way is still through me going through the process. Now, if I had said, God, give me strength to get through this, right? I would see strength like I've never seen it before. I would be getting through this perhaps with less crying, <laughs> perhaps with less worry, perhaps with less anxiety. And it's like, why are we so quick to say, Lord, get me out of Egypt? Instead, Lord, I cling to you, though I'm in the season. But I know I'm not going to be in the season any longer. I pray whatever thing, whatever you want to teach me in the season, Lord, I will not miss it. <laughs> I will not miss it. And I'm praying this over you right now. Do not miss what God is teaching you and what he's doing behind the scenes. Do not miss the things that God is trying. And let me tell you something. Sometimes it's not a prayer only that you need to say. Sometimes even when you don't feel like it, even when you're, we don't praise God because he gave us the car, right? We don't praise God because he, when I asked for him to fill the bank account, he did. I praise him because he's, he's always on time. I praise him because I know I do not, I, when I call out on his name, my voice doesn't, my, my words don't fade on thin air. He can hear me. I praise him because he has done the impossible. He has revealed himself to me. That's why I praise him. I praise him because time and time and again, he's never lost, nor has he ever failed, right? So it's not just about the fact that the money's in the bank account. It's about, look at what God has done for me. It's not about, look at what that, look at the money in my bank account. Is that, look at the provider. Look at what he's done, right? And so, Praise is so powerful. And I just want to encourage you, never let your let, never let a day pass without saying, God, you are so awesome. You are so good. You shine brighter than anything that has ever existed. And what's amazing is he wants you to shine as bright as he does in other people's life. Right? And it all begins with us. Zooming out to be like, you know what? It seems dark right now. <laughs> it looks dark right now. But I know. I know you're here. <laughs> I know you're here. How do I know? Because I've not stopped coming here every day. Lord, I have not stopped going on my knees every day and saying, I will not be finished by this problem. I will not be finished by this situation. I know the one who's bigger than what I'm going through. I know the one who is strengthening me right now. How do I know he's strengthening me? Because I am in a hole, but I still have the voice and the power to give him praise.
you see. And so that right there. Let your mouth praise him continuously. I mean, a simple God, you're so good in the middle of your day. It's not going to cost you much. <laughs> I promise you it's not going to cost you much. But it's going to do so much for your spirit. I'm telling you. And so prioritize praise in your life. Praise is something that we can never. You're like, we know even ourselves what praise does to us. Like when someone tells you, good job, good job, right? That's the form of praise. It feels good to be told, good job. Now, what's even amazing is that it's not just something that exalts our God, but it also encourages and builds up our spirit as well. I mean, have you ever felt, I mean, I guess, <laughs> you know, when you tell someone, you know, they did a good thing, it, it kind of feels good on your end to be complimenting someone. But like, to me, the only explanation I have is it's a supernatural thing, right? And so the power of praise, the power of praise. And so tomorrow, I just encourage you. Be open. Tell your whole body to participate in praising God. Open your arms or lift them high and glorify him. And don't be ashamed. Like remove that people are in the room kind of thing. Because the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Just think about it this way. When you praise God, praise him like he's in the room. Like he's receiving it. Like this is your offering to him. Give it to him like he's standing right in front of you and praise him. It doesn't matter even though you're in church and all people are around you. It's a you and him thing. Praise him and worship him in spirit and truth. You see, don't be disconnected. Forget all the other people in the room. It's not about them. It's about you and God and make it about that. That is an intimate moment between you and God. It doesn't matter who else is in the room. He has his eyes on you, right? And so, yeah, I am sorry that this one is coming a little bit late, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's still going to go up. And yeah, um, I hope you had a fantastic day. I hope everything went well for you. And until the next one, bye.